Hey everybody and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today on the show we have John Bevere. And he's actually with us for today and tomorrow, talking about the importance of finding our calling and how it doesn't just necessarily drop in our lap, but we really need to seek God and to set aside time to pray and to fast and to ask God, what is it, Lord, that you have called me to do? And he tells a couple of great stories in here about how he found out what he was called to do. And and a lot of times when we know what we're called to do, um, it's not that it's way out there, but right now we're in the middle of our calling. It just doesn't look like it's going to look in the future. Like we're, we're preparing, we're creating building blocks throughout our whole entire life. So we're not waiting on our calling necessarily to be fulfilled. We're fulfilling it as we're seeking after God and running our race every single day and as we're growing in him. Here's John. All right, guys, we're on lesson number five. And guess what? We're now getting into the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. So the next six lessons is the meat and potatoes. Now we can finally turn to the question, and that is this. How do I discover what is my calling? How do I discover it? Okay, let's just give the overall picture here. The global church is called to build God's house. We've learned that, right? When we put all of our different specific gifts and callings together, what we get is a great team that is building God's house, all engineered, designed, and led by the Holy Spirit himself. Three things you need to know about your specific calling. Number one, your calling is bigger than you, all right? Your calling isn't about you. It's about all the people you're going to impact. That's our greatest reward, you know. I can't bring my favorite jeans to heaven. I can't bring my house. I can't bring anything physical. The only thing I can bring to heaven is the influence that I've had on people's lives. That's what your calling is about. That's why we want to go from thinking about ourselves 85% of the time and others 15% of the time to where we really live and we think about others more like 85% of the time and ourselves 15. What a life. Because have you ever noticed when you're serving others, you feel the most fulfilled? Have you ever noticed how miserable you feel when you're serving yourself? Mm -hmm. Why people don't get that, I don't understand. So your calling is bigger than you. Your calling isn't singular. I am called to preach. I am called to write. Mm -hmm. I don't put one above the other. They're both very important. But do you know, when I was in my 20s, I was called to serve in my local churches. And I served with all my heart like I serve with all my heart right now. So your calling is not just singular. It's progressive. Your calling is now, point number three, now, not later. Okay? You're in your calling right now. And what you're doing today is a building block for what you're going to be doing tomorrow. You know, this was the temptation. When I was serving in my church and driving the van and picking up my pastor's groceries and taking care of my pastor's and wife's kids giving their kids swimming lessons in the YMCA pool, I was preparing for what I'm doing right now. I was building for what I was doing. But you know what I was doing then? While my pastor was touching millions of people, and he was, I was touching millions of people because I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. That's great. And so when we're, when, we're, when we're plugged into what we're called to do, our effects of what our calling does goes so far beyond us and what we can even see it will be revealed at the judgment seat, all right? So what is my calling? How do I discover my calling? 
Here's the question we're going to be asking now, right? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, I'm going to put it up on the board, but this does not say that God rewards those who casually seek him in wonder and doubt. (laughs) I want you to notice that. He says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. So what I want to know is why are people not talking more about faith? Chris, why? Casey, why? Arden, why? I mean, I want to please God, but yet the Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith. So let's, let me tell you this. Number one, in order to discover your calling, you better go to God in faith. I remember one time I said, Lord, how come you're not speaking to me? I'm asking you things. And the Holy Spirit said he was merciful to me. He said, because you don't ask in faith. He said, when you approach me, you hope I will speak to you. I went, oh my gosh. He said, son, you will hear my voice when you know I will speak to you. I remember I used to give altar calls and hardly anybody would get saved. And one day a pastor looked at me and, 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 and a few dozen people got saved and we went to play golf the next day and we were coming back and I said, hey, you haven't said anything about the few dozen people that got saved. He said, well, that was a really bad Sunday for us. Usually we have anywhere from 150 to 200 people saved every Sunday. And I went, I'm all ears. What, what am I doing wrong? And he said, the first thing you got to do when you take an altar call is it has to be done in faith. He said, everything we do in Christian life has to be done in faith. And do you know the next year, the altar calls in the same churches I was going to tripled wow. because of one word, faith. Okay, so don't even think you're going to discover your calling unless you have faith. And that's why you're listening to me right now. That's why you're doing this course right now is because it's building faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And that's what we're doing every time we sit down to talk in these lessons. All right, so without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is, he, he is a rewarder. Now look at this, of those who diligently seek him, not those who casually seek him. So God does not reward people who casually seek him in wonder and doubt. So number one, in order to discover your calling, you got to do it diligently. you got to seek God diligently. Now, that doesn't mean that you spend 24 hours in a room, don't come out. That means you eat, sleep, live, and breathe. God, I know you're going to show me. Okay? I have watched people that have spent four hours in a prayer room not pray as effectively as somebody that has prayed 15 minutes in, in faith and passion. Okay? So please do not assume that to diligently seek God means I do it for hours and hours and hours. Now, you may do it that way because you're so passionate and you just love spending time with God. That's all right. But to diligently seek God means I'm intent about it. People look at me a lot and they say, how come you're so intense? Well, because I live purposefully. All right, I live a life of faith. And so I love that. I see that in our sons. I see that in our team members here. I love that passion. I love that diligence. That was John Bevere, and you can find that on YouTube if you search under John Bevere, Three Steps to Finding Your Calling. You can also find out more information about him and his wife, Lisa, at messengerinternational.org. And I encourage you to go over there and check out all their great materials that they have. They have different courses and many, many books that both of them have written. So I encourage you to check them out. And remember, to go live your 320 life today more than you can imagine in Christ. God bless.